0: hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come and follow me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2 episode 226 of this daily study podcast. Thank you for joining back with us as we continue with our come and follow me study for this week. We're covering August August the 10th to August the 16th Alma 53 to 63 preser- preserved by his ma- marvelous power and uh, we're continuing with our um, study today in Alma 56 focusing on as we exercise faith in Christ, uh, we He will bless me by his marvellous power. Now, we're, we're, we're diving properly into the story of the stripling warriors now, and there is so much to get through, so let's just get stuck in. I can't wait to share the study with you. Um, in Alma 56, verse 3, we see straight away the, the power of parent example. Um, this is the words of Helaman, Helaman in a letter to Captain Moroni, direct, a direct quote from him, uh, this whole chapter, pretty much. Uh, and it says, Behold, two thousand of the sons of those men who with whom Ammon brought down out of the land of Nephi. Now ye have known that these were descendants of Laman, who was the eldest son of our father, Lehi. Um, if we review the, st- the story of these these sons, these are uh, these sons of Helaman, the army of Helaman, uh, we know that these were, were young children, and so they were, they were raised by these parents. Vicky F. Matsumori said this, quote, So the strength of the army of Helaman really began with their parents, who were the people of Ammon. They were the ones who first learned the gospel from the scriptures. They were the ones who learned about the power of prayer. And they were the ones who first made and kept covenants with the Lord. And just as it began with them, it begins with you. Close quote. All those who are parents in Zion have this um, same um, call to them to be examples to their children. Um, Again, another reason why I wanted to write the book that I did. Just trying to get my thoughts straight on what I want my children to learn. Uh, and so, you know, I thought that was a really interesting reminder about how much these parents had an impact. And we know and we read often and we got quotes often, particularly around Mother's Day, um, but at all the times as well, the verses which um, refer to the mothers and how they built the faith of their sons. Um, but we'll talk about the fathers later as well. In Alma 56 verse 5, it says um, that... Uh, Helaman was was asked to be the leader by these 2,000 young men. Not that he, it wasn't that he was you know, assigned to them or he asked to do it, that they, these young men asked for Helaman to be their leader. And it made me wonder, you know, why did they choose Helaman? There would have probably been more perhaps battle-hardened, um, strategic, um, military, strategic military people that were more capable in those areas than, than Helaman, but of course, we know that Helaman was the, the leader of the church. He was the high priest. And so it gives a really clear insight into why these, these young men would have chosen uh, Helaman to be their leader. It was for his spiritual strength, for his spiritual erection. And also, let's not forget that it was Helaman who persuaded their fathers not to pick up their weapons of war and break their covenant, which therefore means to me, if they chose Helaman to be their leader, they clearly valued, appreciated and were grateful for his input. And so these young men, therefore, understood the importance of covenants. They realized and recognized that Helaman had been the man to help their fathers keep their covenants, even though it was very difficult to do so. And, and again, it wasn't difficult to do so because they wanted to. Uh, it, was just, it was simply because they wanted to help defend the, the country and the people that were fighting so hard to protect them. Uh, and so these young men clearly saw Helaman as a great example of a covenant keeper, and they wanted him at the head of their army which I thought was a wonderful uh, testament to these young men and, and what, where their hearts were. In our 56 verse 7, we, he talks about the the need it, the importance it was to not let the original uh, anti-Nephi-Lehi's break their covenants to pick up their weapons of war. Uh, Elder Deuteron Christopherson said this, quote, Divine covenants make strong Christians. I urge each one to qualify for and receive all the priesthood ordinances you can, and then faithfully keep the promises you have made by covenant." In times of distress, let your covenants be paramount and let your obedience be exact. Then you can ask in faith, nothing wavering, at, according to your need, and God will answer. He will sustain you as you work and watch. In His own time and way, He will stretch forth His hand to you, saying, Here am I. Close quote. Covenants are powerful. They are what help bind us, literally, to our Heavenly Father uh, and to receive those blessings that He desires to give us, the full extent of those blessings He desires. Uh, and so, you know, these young men recognized that, as did Helaman. Uh, and so they made sure that their fathers did not break those covenants, despite their their, their good intentions. In verse nine, um, Helaman mentions that he marched at the head of the 2000 young men at the, in the 20 and 6th year. Now, this is important because it helps us to give an idea of how much time has elapsed since the covenant was made. And it helps us then to understand how old these children or these young men may be. Um, now before we get into that, let's look at the, the definition of stripling in the 1828 Webster Dictionary, the word stripling. And I use the 1828 Webster Dictionary because it was the dictionary around about the time that Joseph Smith was translating the book. And so therefore he would have been given words and definite with the definitions by the Lord that perfectly for us describe what these young men were. Uh, and so at that time, stripling meant, um, A tall, slender youth, one that shoots up suddenly, a youth in the state of adolescence, or just passing from boyhood to manhood, a lad. Uh, And so this is really important. If we look into how old these tripling warriors were, we know that it was 15 years since the covenant was made by their fathers that they would not pick up a weapon of war. Um, So therefore, um, these men, these tripling young men, could have been 20 um, because, you know, um, the In ancient Israel, 20 appears to be the age uh, which Israelite males became obligated to serve in the military. So to begin with, some scholars have suggested that these children may have been five when the covenant was made. And that is perfectly fine. 20 seems like a good age. I would say, though, that that is probably the maximum age that you would have. And actually, you know, if they were 20, then they would probably be already in the army. Um, you know, there's a, let's not forget there's big warfare going on. And so the Nephites will have been enlisting as many men as possible for the cause. And these men, they knew, hadn't made the covenant to to go into battle. And so the fact that Helaman um, continuously um, uh, tells Moroni that they were very young in Alma 56 and calls them his little sons, um, it suggests that they were not the age of a usual soldier. Uh, And so in that case, uh, looking at the definition of stripling, and also the fact that you know Helaman kept referring to his sons as little and young um and lads um he it suggests that a, a man or a, a man could be married at the age of seventeen um and so uh you know it, it may suggest that they were even younger than that, perhaps between twelve to fifteen and sixteen years old. and so this this completely for me changes the idea of what these stripling young men were. Uh, it's not necessarily the the artist impression that we have in the Come Follow Me book manual, for example, with these you know mid twenties you know body bodybuilding, you know clearly battle hardened and ready men. It, it was more likely to be with the po- the picture that I posted um, yesterday, where they were literally young men. They were youth. They were probably you know the age of your deacons and teachers and priests uh, in your ward. Maybe not even priests. Maybe just the deacons and teachers. Uh, and so this just exemplifies and magnifies the power of the covenant that they made and the faith that they had um, and how the Lord was indeed able to bless them by a marvellous power. It was a miracle that these young men did what they did, as we'll find out later on. Um, so, oh, so, yeah, we'll skip ahead uh, to verse 27. Um Basically, he then gives some kind of background on and context of where, where the battle is up to. And then in verse 27, it says, And it came to pass in the second month of this year, there was brought unto us many provisions from the fathers of those, my 2000 sons. I had completely missed this. Like I had never picked out or, you know, noted. I, I for some reason, um, you know, as I was growing up and reading the Book of Mormon myself, had always presumed that the fathers of these young men weren't around, either because perhaps they had been killed in the great slaughter when they had laid down the weapons of war, because we always just seem to hear about the mothers. And also in in the uh, Living Scriptures uh, enactment of this story, which is great, I love it. It's it helped me to completely understand the st- strategy that they come up with a, a bit later on. Uh, but all you see when they're growing up, th- these stripling young men, is them being with their mothers. And so the fathers have always been absent for me, in my mind. But this verse, verse 27, shows they were far from absent. In fact, they did what they could within their covenant to support their, their sons. They brought them provisions, um, you know, into, into a battlefield. It was, there were Lamanites on the outskirts waiting to pounce on this city. And they were only waiting because they, they had seen these 2,000 men join the Nephites and were worried about the slightly increased size of numbers. Um, Richard G. Scott said this, quote, Under the direction of their prophet leader, these young men took their father's place in defense of their families and homes. The events surrounding this critical decision demonstrates how the atonement of Jesus Christ brings personal strength to the lives of the children of God. Consider the tender feelings of those fathers. How must they have felt to know that the rebellious actions of their past prevented them from protecting their wives and children at that moment of need? Knowing personally of the atrocities their sons now face, they must have privately wept. Fathers, not children, are supposed to protect their families, their sorrows must have been intense, close quote. That, you know, that is a beautiful quote because it outlines and, and and shows us just how important keeping of covenants are, making sure that we are true to them. And as Elder Scott said, it was because of the past atrocities and actions that their fathers had done, which meant that they were now not able to help their children. And so they saw their young stripling 12 to 15 or so uh, old sons go off to battle against bloodthirsty people um, because they were not able to go themselves because of the the bad choices they made in their past. And therefore the covenant they had 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 to make to then reconcile themselves to God. You know, I think there's clearly many great um, ways that this could be applied in in our lives today. You know, for example, in our priesthood service, imagine a father who, um, you know, is is making choices which mean that they're not able to perform their priesthood duties for their for their family, uh, and then you know problems happen or, or milestones in children's lives come up, and they're not able to perform that 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 duty. And I'm sure there's a great many um, people that have this have had to go through and will go through this experience, but this is just a scriptural example of how that. Uh, has a big impact and so I'll be sharing that quote by Elder Scott I've got so many things to share actually and to be honest we've not got through what I wanted to and it's already you know over eleven minutes now so we are going to stop there but um there you know there's just a fantastic number of lessons we can learn from this story. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed it. please do um follow the podcast you can share it. Rate it, review it, subscribe to it, please. Anything will be great to uh, share the message out. There is also the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me, where I post something every day and others can post there freely as well. And I'd love to hear from your thoughts and insights into these into this study this week. And of course, there is the email, Session at gmail.com. I got a wonderful comment from a, an individual with some great insights, which I'll be sharing in our listener comments on Monday. Um, and if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourself uh, via Zoom, then please just ping me an email saying that you're interested and we'll set, and I'll, I'll set, set something up. It'd be great to have more people joining in the discussion. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.